his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Joining us on the WBEN Trocare College Live Line, Jeff Ronaldo, former Buffalo police captain, now with Vista Security. We're talking about what exactly happened at Club Marcella. And Jeff, I want to bring you back to something that the police commissioner said yesterday, that there are security measures in place. They have metal detectors. We don't know how the guns are still getting into this club. With security measures in place, obviously they're not foolproof, but how do they fail in a way that we saw just the other day? Oh, good morning. Um, there's a number of ways that, you know, your security can fail. Uh, number one, yes, the technology is amazing that's out there for weapon detection. But when the machine does alert to the presence of some type of metal, you then have to have highly trained security staff that knows how to uh, conduct a, what's called a secondary inspection to look for the cause of that alarm and resolve it. Um, at places where there's long lines and people are in a hurry to get in and the machines are alerting, depending on the type of technology they're using, they can go off for anything from a set of keys um, and purses and wallets and cell phones. So it depends on the type of technology, depends on how many alarms are getting. It depends on how their secondary screening is being performed. Um, also there's different protocols. Are they doing screening from the minute they open to the minute they close? And lastly, there's always human error where they conduct a secondary screen and they miss a weapon or because of a large crowd at the door, somebody's able to get around the metal detector or gets around uh, the machine going off and they just miss it because they're busy. So, you know, obviously there's some type of uh, hole in the program there that allowed this to happen. You know, there's been some discussion too. you know, whether or not it was a ghost gun that was used. Would a ghost gun have been detected by a metal detector? Yes, they are. The Some of the necessary components of a ghost gun still are made of a metal in order to prevent the gun from exploding when you would fire it, and that metal should set off a metal detector. The metal detector goes off. How often is that checked up on? Everyone's had an experience where they're going through, whether it's at... The stadium, the arena, you know, any of these events that have metal detectors where you see that light blink red and yet they're not stopped going forward. Should that person be stopped every time? Is there something maybe on the metal detector that it'll, you know, give you one sort of blink when it's uh, something not to be worried about and another when there is? Uh, what do we know about this? 
Well, uh, I can tell you 100% of the time our staff uh, stops somebody when the metal detector goes off. They're not x-ray machines. They can't tell you what type of threat is being detected or what type of object. All they can tell you is that, yes, I'm sensing a dense enough metallic object that could be a threat. And it really is up to uh, a human to then determine the nature of that threat. Now, there's different technologies out there. There's technologies like you see at the bills where you don't have to take keys and cell phones and wallets out of your pockets. Uh, Same technology that we use for a lot of our special events. And then there's more traditional technology like you see at the airport that every single thing, including the change in your pocket, has to come out. So there is differences in the technology and what it's looking for. But regardless of the type of machine you're using, when it does alert, you have to secondary screen that person. They have to be able to clear that machine. I think we can all agree that you go through a metal detector and maybe you set it off. And then you're wanded is the second step. But And then at that point, you know, hopefully you're cleared. But it's really the, the trained security guard that's in control here, right? A hundred percent. I mean, there's two schools of thought in terms of how you do your secondary screening. If somebody walks through a metal detector and they set it off, you ask them to divest any possible metal or objects that they might have on their body. So that generally consists of they step aside, they empty their pockets, they kind of check themselves, make sure they have nothing. And then you send them back through the metal detector. So it's called clearing the machine uh, or yo-yoing. You make sure that they can walk through that machine without setting it off. And you leave it to them to remove any and all objects that are setting the machine off. Uh, The other option is if somebody walks through and they set it off, exactly what you said. You have them step aside, and then you have a, a human being with a hand wand conduct a secondary search. There are ways to defeat those secondary searches with hand wands. Um, it is user uh, prone to user error, and it's also prone to user fatigue. If you're winding somebody and you're winding three, 400 people in a short time span, uh, it gets kind of tiring bending over and constantly doing it the right way. And we've seen where security gets sloppy with the way that they're doing the winding. Hey, on that point, in your experience, our Nightclubs, bars, restaurants, you know, entertainment venues like this, reluctant to go a little too advanced with their security measures. Uh, You you know, you want to make sure everyone's safe. I'm sure also in the minds of these people who own these businesses, you don't want to turn off customers by making them go through a lengthy process just to enter. Is there somewhat of a pushback or or a push-pull that happens? There is to a certain extent. Like you said, there's always that uh, balance of safety versus inconvenience. Um, You know, we have worked uh, with Vista with a couple of the bars down in the Chippewa Entertainment District um, and providing them with some technology and some training on how to use it. But I would say this, in today's day and age and in the number of threats and shootings that you're seeing happen at these places, I, I, I don't understand how a late-night uh, club wouldn't want this type of technology, wouldn't want to ensure not only for their guests but their staff and employees as well that you know they're doing everything they can to make sure that there are no weapons in that venue. We don't know if Club Marcella will be reopened or not, but if it is, how could a club like this strengthen its security? Well, again, I think they need to take a look at uh, – the training of the staff, 
Um, what is the background of the staff that's uh, you know performing the security function for them, and then potentially having you know a security manager or an outside company take a look at and develop some protocols for them because again you know a security plan no matter if you're at a nightclub or a sports venue or you name it is only as good as the staff that's executing that plan so if the staff isn't properly trained or if there's loopholes uh in the way that the screening is being conducted that's that's the gap you have to immediately close the we heard from Buffalo Police yesterday that this club in question, Club Marcella, has been working with police. They have implemented security. It's not; they're not necessarily blaming the club owner, but something is obviously happening where there's so many incidents in such a short period of time. Where, in your mind, does that responsibility? lie if the owners are supposedly doing what they can with security but there's so many incidents how would you handle such a situation is a shutdown the right move well a shutdown is absolutely the right move if you look at the number of incidents they've had over the past year besides the shootings they've had a homicide and they've had a number of calls for service for violent events assaults and things of that nature but look at i i don't think any uh club owner wants to have their establishment closed. I don't think anybody opens a nightclub or any type of business with the intention of running it uh, poorly and making sure that you lose your life's investment. But at the same time, if it's not working and the changes you're making are not working, then you really have to take a look at what is the source of the problem. Is it the clientele that your establishment is attracting? Is it uh, the security staff that's just not as trained or not executing the job the way they're supposed to? Um, Or is it the fact that the technology you're using isn't doing what it's supposed to be done? Is it calibrated appropriately? So I think it's uh, encouraging that they've worked with BPD and that they're doing everything that they can to try and resolve these issues. But at the same time, you are still having issues. And ultimately, it is the responsibility of the owner of the establishment to ensure a safe environment, not the Buffalo Police Department. Jeff, thank you for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Jeff Ronaldo, owner of Vista Security Group, former Buffalo Police Captain. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.